It's time for episode number eight with entrepreneur mom, Aria Lighty. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host mother hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy, but sisters, we are making it happen even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. All right, my friends, here she is. Arya Lighty is the founder and president of the Mob Nation. And for those of you who do not know what Mob stand for, it stands for Mom-Owned Business. It's a national alliance of mom-owned businesses who come together to network, support, and learn from each other. It was established in 2012. The Mob Nation now has chapters everywhere. Aria is also the proud owner of Art a la Carte Mobile, a children's art program. Aria's biggest focus is her family, husband Kino, daughter Kilani, and stepson Jaden. Some of the chapters that she has is in California, which is in San Diego, Hawaii, in Honolulu, four in Nevada, eight in the state of Oregon. She has two in Texas and two in the state of Washington. I'm going to read this quote that Aria left on her website. At first, I wanted to blend in and be more like the business people I was seeing in the community. But I saw so many other women that were hiding their truth. I want to redefine the way women in business are viewed especially moms in business. Rock your purple hair, she sure does, tattoos and whatever. You can still be good and professional. The mob is bringing love, mob culture, support and community to as many as possible. I truly believe that the mob is changing the way women network. I'm so humbled to witness so many women stand behind such a new idea and help grow us. What has shocked me the most is to see the personal growth in each member. I love watching the close friendships formed, the businesses doubled, and the people grow as both moms and business owners. As moms that are running our own business, we know it isn't always glamorous, so we need to be able to come as we are and not worry about putting on a show for others. Wow, this is amazing. Arya is a very impressive woman, but while interviewing her, 
I could tell she has a pretty good balanced diet of humble pies like myself. I can't wait for you all to hear her. So without any further ado, here she is, the Mob Nation founder and president, Arya Lighty. Welcome, everybody. This is the Mother Hustler Podcast. My name is Kareen Mills. I am your host. And we have been graced with Aria Lady. Did I say it right? Aria Lady. Aria Lady. Okay, sorry. I knew I was going to butcher that name. (laughs) Aria Lady. Yes. So she is the founder of the Mob Nation and the Mob Northwest. And, you know, um, I believe it was two years ago, um, Brittany, one of your mobs, tried to uh, recruit me into Mob. But at that time, you guys were just starting. I think I met her in Connect Fest and she was doing unique, the makeup thing. And... um, at that time, you guys were just starting, and then I think she added me on your Facebook, and I've just been witnessing the growth, an yeah. amazing, massive growth that you guys have done, and uh, I want to hear your journey in terms of how did you get here, what challenges, because we all know, right? We all know we go through so much of those challenges, but I think the most important part is when, um, when the, when the, um, the mom or the entrepreneur overcome those challenges, right? Definitely. Yes. Um, yeah, well, we actually were founded in 2012. Um, and that was just basically like started out as a necessity for me um, because there were those challenges of owning a brick and mortar and I had um, no support system. Uh, I was a young mom, so we didn't really know that many women that um, had children or owned a business and definitely knew no women that were doing both. Um, So I just kind of set out to find my tribe. It started out as a Facebook group um, just to kind of have like a safe space for those moms to connect. And um, then as I slowly started building my business and building my name in the community and getting out into all those networking events and stuff like that, I really realized that there was a lot lacking for um, busy moms. So, um, I just started to set out to put together all the resources and to create events that were specifically catered to busy moms. Um, we don't have time to put on a mask and pretend that we're somebody that we're not. We have to come in to an event in all of our vulnerable glory, um, sometimes with a kid or six in tow and not have to have anybody, you know, blink an eye at it. So uh, in 2000. Um, 16 is when we launched the Alliance, which is the paid version of the mob, which is for um, women who are ready to take their business to the next level and have all of the education and resources that are required to do that. Wow. So I saw your long post about the struggles that you had and you talked about uh, art a la carte and, um, the transition of what you're doing now and how excited you are in terms of 
like people asking you for chapters to start you were in Hawaii yeah. and you were traveling a lot um take us through the process from art a la carte and maybe even you can go back before then kind of like what you've done throughout the process and do you feel that this was this is now your calling and how do you how do you determine that 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 is your calling do you have a lot of aha moments it's for me for example um when when you realize it's your true calling you you feel at home with it you know um so take us back through this whole entire process before <laughs> you got here um, so I had Art a la Carte, which is a kid's art studio that I founded in Portland. And um, I had opened my second location in Vancouver. And a lot of things were just going wrong. And I'm sure that a ton of moms can, um, you know, relate to this, that so many things were happening within my business and my personal life that it just didn't seem like Art a la Carte was meant to be, which we never want to admit that to ourselves, right? Like this is my, um, this is what I was meant to be doing. And, you know, like we were making so many children happy and I just couldn't understand that, um, running a business with such good intentions and such good, um, heart towards it that I would just constantly be battling against, you know, really horrible landlords and flooding issues and, um, you know, break-ins and, and mm -hmm. theft and all of the stuff that should never happen to anybody. Um, and so I kept on trying to do anything I could to save the, um, to save the brick and mortars. And I think that, you know, looking back, if I would have just really stopped and taken a step back and seeing like, you know, all of the stuff is kind of happening for a reason. There's mm -hmm. definitely some sort of block that is like pausing me from getting Art a la carte to the next level, you know, like so many things that were out of my control, so many things that were in my control and I just, you know, mismanaged it or made some poor decisions. Um, but that was all adding up to just not being <laughs> the path that was clearly laid out for me. So um, we still had the mob, you know, but it was definitely like, uh, just my part-time thing. Um, and I finally woke up one day and was like, it's just time to close the brick and mortars. It's not working. The rents are doubling, um, which mm -hmm. a lot of Portland business owners, um, can relate to. And, um, it was so devastating to me that I, I was really thankful that I had the mob to kind of fall back on as like where to channel all of that energy. So I had no time to even, you know, mourn or be sad, just take one step to the next. And then um, everything immediately started opening up for me, both personally and professionally. And, um, you know, you just know in your heart and it doesn't feel like a struggle anymore. It doesn't feel like you're doing an uphill battle. Like all of the things start lining up and falling into place and you find all the right people like the directors team that I have are so amazing and they all kind of just fell into my path in during the you know transition of art a la carte and um they were a perfect fit and their energy was spot on you know and looking back two years later like just really seeing how lucky I was to have 
paths with them and you know so um yeah it's just funny how if you just stop fighting it <laughs> and thinking that you know better than um you know the universe then you know it all it all comes to light so now i've been a real big truster of my instincts ever since i learned that lesson and instead of um thinking that i know better or fighting against something and i really just take a second to listen and observe and um you know just kind of give it up to the universe i guess yeah there's always this energy that when you fight it yes <laughs> it seems like it's the right thing to do when you fight it yeah um and then the more you fight it the more struggles you go through yeah right um but it's also hard to do it the other way around. Yeah. It's very mind bending. And it's like, you feel like, why am I not doing anything about this? Why am I smiling about this? You know, it's, but it, like you said, it doesn't feel like a fight anymore. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It feels natural. And um, I mean, not a day has gone by since uh, taking them on to the next level that I don't receive a message from um, a member or somebody in our community that has been completely touched by this whole process and, um, you know, whole alliance. So, um, you know, it's definitely reassuring to see all the time, whether it be women that were going through personal struggles, you know, and, and a lot of depression and sadness, finally finding their tribe to women who were about to lose their businesses and, you know, felt the mob love around them and got community and promotion and, you know, increased their sales and things like that. So, so you said something about not fighting it anymore, but what I'm catching is when you said, you know, when things happen to you, you just have to take it in and say things are happening to me. And I think you can call me crazy because I'm like, I believe in all these stuff just like you do. Yeah. You think that all the crap that happened to you at Art a la carte happened to you because it was preparing you for this position, for this chapter in your life. Like you said, there's moms that are coming to you sometimes maybe just giving you a testimonial of how, you know, welcome they are when they go to the networking, even with their kids along with them, or yeah. maybe just being a listening, uh, like a, a listening uh, channel for them because of their frustration, or they have a brick and mortar um, business that they're having a challenge with. So um, do you think that that, specific chapter in your life, although it was such a struggle for you and a challenge has really truly prepared you for when you, and maybe it has allowed you to take your business to the next level. Yeah. I, I definitely think not only, you know, the lessons were trying to get me out of that situation, but I also think that I have so much firsthand knowledge as a mom and a business owner that I can give a lot of advice or mentorship because I've already gone through all the issues. So hopefully, you know, if I can see the signs of somebody about to go through the same issues or heartache that I went through for my business, I can, you know, start to kind of step in and offer some advice or, um, you know, just, just knowing that like you don't know everything <laughs> as much as you think you do when you're 27, 28 and being yes. able to 
talk to those women that are, you know, in that chapter that I was in where it's like, you know, it's okay to admit that you need help or, you know, don't know everything or that it's time to let go for a while. Yeah. I like what you said um, that for the most part, we don't really admit it. Right. And I think it's the vulnerability of, gosh, I look like a failure and what's people going to think about me. I think we go, we all go through this little um, wall of thinking about others first, you know, like what are others going to think about me? I'm not going to make it. And I think we try to hang on to it for so long Mm -hmm. until it hurts enough (laughs) because of the other people that we thought of, not because of us. And it's very unselfish of us, but at the same time, if you flip it for your family, it's also very selfish for you to try and take that away for, from your family. Cause I've, I've been there too, where you want to please the outsiders, but like, are you pleasing your family? Right. You yes. know? Yeah. And that, and I think that is one of the biggest lessons is that, I, I mean, I really did have to ask myself, like, is the reason for holding on to Art Carte like, mostly ego-driven? And it, it was. It was that I didn't want to have to face people that told me that Art Carte wasn't going to succeed and that, you know, it was not a good idea to have a process-oriented art studio, you know, and that you couldn't make money helping the community and all those types of things, you know. Um, and once you remove those voices from your head and only, you know, ask yourself if um, it's fulfilling you and, you know, and yes, it was taking away very much from my family and, uh, you know, watching my husband have to struggle or work even harder because, you know, I'm not bringing any money in because I'm pouring everything back into trying to, um, you know, make this survive. So um, yes, definitely ego driven. And what I think that, is so important for everyone to know is that all those things that you think people are going to say, they don't say it. (laughs) And if they do, then they're not really worth having in your circle in the first place. Um, I was really nervous that the mob community wouldn't respect me as a leader anymore if I had failed. Um, Complete opposite, you know, like not one person, you know, batted an eye at the fact that I had to close a brick and mortar. Um, I think it did give me even more merit in the community um, and the few negative people that were in my life in regards to it, they don't belong here anyways. Um, and, you know, being a, a mob, being a mom owned business, um, you do have to put your family first. And so I think that is why we need a community of women that completely understand that. Yeah. I really like how you said um, work kids can be taken to your networking because I'm not sure if you've seen that I am a chamber of commerce um, ambassador. Yeah. And in some occasions I take my kids (laughs) with me. Yes. And um, you know, you can totally feel sometimes some eyes on you Mm -hmm. or you catch some people rolling their eyes um, and I've actually gotten a feedback from another ambassador that was told by another person about, um, about bringing my kids. Yeah. So, um, yesterday invite, uh, I interviewed another mom and I told her, you know, if your clients are demanding of your time, but you're, you have been clear 
absolute 1000% clear that your children is your number one priority, but they suck your clients that suck the life out of you. (laughs) And you have told them repeatedly, you need to go pick up your kids or something that you need without any lick of doubt, you need to say to them that you have to go. Yeah. To go pick up your kids. You have to say. And yeah. And it's, um, and I said, and the world can effing wait, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, and she, she says, you know, you probably don't know this Kareen, but you've actually taught me to stop when I need to stop by just when we talk to each other and you see the clock and they say, okay, I've got five minutes to talk. I got to go pick up my kids. So before we even get done or get there, I give people warning because I want to be proactive. And so in any case, I, when you said that about your mom and that kids, you know, nobody ever says anything, kids can hang around while we're networking. Um, So basically manage them better. mm -hmm. So basically, yes. So anyway, when that new brand came, and I thought, yeah, well, we have to train you because they have a different way of doing it, blah, blah. I said, okay, sure. So I went to the training, right? I actually got it in like a minute. <laughs> it's, and then she said like, oh my God, you already know how to do it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know how, but yeah, I did, right? And then <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, but it's actually not that easy either. It sounds so easy, but it, think it, 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 it takes passion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like anyway, long, yeah, so let's, let's go back. I, um, and then one day uh, I said, okay, but I'm not doing this because I think I don't have the patience for it because it takes long and it takes like two hours. Wow. So my employee one day got sick and we, by then we charged 300. This is going to go really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you that experience, you know, now tell me, I mean, I wouldn't want to work with you anyway, and <laughs> I wouldn't want to support your business anyways. And I would not put my hard-earned money towards your business. So, um, but that does stop a ton of women from advancing in their career because they don't feel welcomed. And I think that a lot of people have this idea of our mob events where it's just like, you know, chaotic and kids are like jumping off the walls and stuff like that. But I mean, no money is something, but this, the gratification of seeing someone so happy, like transforming a person, you know, and this is the, this is the constant prize I get when I do it. Kind of like you know? your transformation from yes during you know? your wedding when you had your extensions. I was and like, you were oh, like my God. oh my gosh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, you know, <laughs> good to yeah. meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so this is the, like the women, and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I look like this. I mean, you're such a goddess. Everybody calls me the goddess. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you already have it. I just had to kind of enhance it, you know? And just how a timid person turned into someone, I don't know. Super like, confident. It's just, yeah, it's just yes. like, for me, it's just, wow, you know? That's when I get so... And, you know, we don't even say the same thing. I've spoken in so many um, different areas in my speaking career but it's like I don't even number one I don't even say exactly what I practice right right? number two I don't remember what I said unless there's a video of it (laughs) like no matter how good of a speaker you are I've I've listened to so many super experienced speakers and you can never plan it and and that's kind of how I do life and there's this 
there's these phrases that we go by with ready, set, go. And I've always been a go, set, ready type of person <laughs> because I, I know I'm never going to be ready no matter how much I prepare. So that's, I mean, that's really what it is. And, and you know, your adversity, which was the, the accident and your um, diagnosis of fibro and all those stuff can be seen as just something that's negative that happened to us. But, but when you went through your journey, just doing the journey on your own, and I always love to, to talk about this, like your adversity becomes an asset to you because it becomes an intellectual property because of that journey that you went through, you've gained knowledge to become who you've become now. And so you can call problems, adversities, that but but to me when i hear those words i'm like there's an opportunity here to do something right mm-hmm. so yeah tell us, go ahead. i look at it as a, a growth and a sorry <laughs> and you know um i honestly it is for me it was a gift because i will just keep pushing and mm-hmm. so when i start to have kind of a, a flare-up mm-hmm. I will stop and be like, Ooh, I need to listen. You know? So it it was, it was not the best experience necessarily, but I'm always that person that, you know, even what we went through with my little guy, you know, okay, what are we going to learn? How are we going to grow? And how am I going to help others with what I'm gaining? Yeah. Yeah. Like why am I being put through this situation? Is there a message here? That's what I always say. What's the message here? Um, so what was your childhood look like? Where did you grow up and all that good stuff? Um, I lived up in Castle Rock, Washington for a while Mm -hmm. until about sixth grade. And then I went to Alaska Mm. and I lived in a logging camp up in Alaska, um, for a couple years. And then I graduated up in a really small town called Wrangell, Alaska. Mm -hmm. So my graduating class was 22 people. Oh, wow. (laughs) Small community. Yeah, I actually um, just took my 22-year-old up there. We just went up and spent a week, just him and I. And um, yeah, it was interesting to take him back. And I hadn't been back since after graduation. And yeah, so I've always kind of done that positive, you know, looking at the what's happening right now and how do you flip it to a positive and what do you grow from it? And, um, you know, all those life lessons that I think we, we go through so that we can help others. Yeah. So you are a fitness trainer now, a coach, what would you call yourself? Um, a wellness and mindset coach. So I'm branching out right now. I just rebranded. Um, and I am, my goal is to help moms and make mom's life easier. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do that in many different ways. We work on mom guilt (laughs) because I think that's one of the biggest thing. (laughs) Oh Yeah. And rewriting those beliefs and expectations that we set for ourselves. Because, you know, one of the things I've learned from my 22-year-old is I'll ask him, you know, okay, so let's talk about mom fails, you know, what did I do? And he's like, he's like, well, he'll look at my, his little brother and he's like, the only thing I can think of is, you know, maybe you forgot his water bottle for football that day. And, you know, it made me really stop and think, us as moms, we're always thinking that we, oh, I failed here, or I failed there, or I didn't do this. And then it's going to make such an impact 
Mm-hmm. And that was the only example he could give me is, well, maybe he forgot a water bottle, wow. you know? And I was like, wow, you know, all these things that we think make such a huge difference. And I mean, they do, but it doesn't impact them as bad as we think it does. I know. Uh, there's, there's something that people say, you know, for the people that worry too much about what other people think, they're really not thinking what you think they're thinking. Exactly. It's, it's, it's crazy how we put so much pressure on ourselves and we try to read people's minds, but we read it really wrong. And that's why it's not to say that I don't care what other people think, but I just don't care because I know they're probably not thinking what I think they're thinking. Right. You know, they usually have their own stuff going on in their heads. Yeah. They're too busy to even think (laughs) about your shit. Exactly. Exactly. Why do they care what I'm doing? Right. So what, um, your mom's still around? My mom actually just passed away in November. Um, Sorry. Yeah. We went up. That's what we went up to Alaska for was we spread her ashes and it was beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. What were the lessons that you think you've carried on for your mom as a legacy that she taught you? Unconditional love, mm. uh, definitely. Um, and in watching her in her life, I've always strived to grow and do better. Mm. I'm kind of a self-help junkie. Like if I can read self-help books and anybody that suggests it, I'm like, oh, I got to read that. I got to read this. Mm. Um, so I think those things to the striving to always be better. And awesome. Grow. Yeah. What is the most memorable time you had that you'll never forget about your mom? Oh my goodness. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Um, you know, when my, uh, when the older prince was probably five, um, we took her to Disneyland and she had never been. Mm. And it was the, it was just amazing to take her and see her kind of almost come back into her childhood. Um, and just enjoy and, explore. Can you please stop? Thank you. So that was probably one of them. And then, um, my sister and I went to, we took, sorry, we took her to an Eagles concert and she kind of almost like she went back again to her teenage years. Wow. Isn't that cool that like, no matter how old you get, you can always go back to those. And Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've listened to Melina, some, um, one of my episodes is she talks about that little girl inside of you. And I think for every version of you in your life, that version is always going to be there no matter how far you've come. And whenever you go back to that moment, it'll come out like it will just surface. And the I think, I think when we go through life as an adult, we realize that it's not that easy. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when we go back to those moments when you're a little child where you thought the world was ending when you didn't get a candy or, you know, and you think about that moment, it's like, oh, I wish I could go back to those moments. And I think as you took your mother, you know, to Disneyland and to an Eagles concert, she went back to those moments because we go through life with so much pain and victory too. But the pain always seems to you know, to, 
to always be there and then we forget about our victories and then the victories come up when you're super happy and you're like Psh, that was nothing <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah yeah it's such a neat experience that's awesome that. mm -hmm. wow and your dad's still around he is he is what is the lesson that you you adopted from your da dad i would say the same thing the unconditional uh, love and giving. Mm -hmm. Just giving. Just, yeah, you know, um, just helpful and giving and caring about people. So awesome. Mm -hmm. What are the things that matters to you the most as a human being? Oh my goodness, my kids, my family. Um, being able to give and help improve others' lives. How are you carrying that on with your business model? Um, that's actually my goal is to, like I said, to, to help moms, to help moms be able to step back and enjoy life and enjoy the journey of being a mom letting go of those expectations, that mom guilt, and be present. Are you only looking for mom entrepreneurs or are you, um, are you welcoming any moms that are in every journey of their lives? Absolutely, any journey in their life. Um, you know, I think we all need to, to learn that very valuable lesson of looking at your priorities and not losing yourself Mm -hmm. while still enjoying the day and, you know, living for the moment as well. That's awesome. Can you, um, you currently have clients right now? I, I have a few, um, okay. like I said, I just rebranded. So I'm kind of building. <laughs> awesome. Can you tell the audience and the listeners where they can find you um, on social media? and where they can't, where do you usually hang out? Because there's a lot of platforms, right? Like for me, I'm on Instagram and Facebook a lot. Um, where, which, which one's your favorites? I'm on Facebook probably the most. Um, I'm pretty active on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and it's Michelle Denbor, um, just spelled, um, you know, how it, how it looks or how it sounds. And then um, I'm on Instagram as well. And it's the same thing, just my name. Um, I have a website also, michelledenbor.com. Um, but I'm very active on, I'd say Facebook the most. Okay. That's Denbor, that Michelle, the regular Michelle um, uh -huh. spelling. And then Den, D-E-N, Bohr is B-O-E-R. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I just want to uh, commend you for... Number one, if you're a mom, you're a badass. <laughs> it's just the way it is, right? Because we, we do so much for not a lot of return because we don't, that's just what mother hustlers do. We, we don't take, we don't expect anything in return when we raise our children. We just hope that the return that we get is that we're raising them um, and we're showing them how to be a great human in this, you know, society and raising them to become better versions all the time of themselves, just like we are showing them. Mm -hmm. So I commend you for that. 
I commend you for, for juggling with between being a business owner and rebranding too, because that transition, I know, cause I, I just did, you know, I have my personal brand and I have my mother hustler brand and you know, those things takes a ton of work while you're taking care of a little guy. <laughs> so kudos to you for doing both and all the other responsibilities that you have to yourself as well. So thank you for doing what you do to better this world. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> if you're second to the last question, if your kids get a handle of this episode and they listen and they hear you speak, what would be your message to them? Um, my message for them is probably always the same. How proud I am of them, how it's their job to continue to grow and bring the best things that they can into this world and better themselves so that they can do that. Awesome. Well, thank you, my dear. Um, I would love to hear what your definition of mother hustler. <laughs> my definition of mother hustler is all of us mothers out there just surviving and working to achieve our goal, whatever that may be. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for gracing us with your time. I appreciate your friendship. I know we started our friendship on social media and you're local in Vancouver, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure one day we'll, we'll run into each other and have the, the perfect opportunity to hug each other because I'm a hugger and, <laughs> and, you know, social media has been such a great platform to get to know great humans like yourself and, and many others. So thank you. Thank you. Have an awesome day and I'll see you around. I'm sure I'll see you around soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care, hon. All right, sisters. Thank you so much for listening and always supporting the Being Mother Hustler podcast every single episode, every single week. I know most of you take screenshots of these episodes and share it all over your social media outlet. And for some of you that's left us a five-star review, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so super grateful for you. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And it would mean the world to the entire Mother Hustler Nation community if you wrote us a five-star review. Because I'm telling you, this is not about me. This is not about you. It's about all of us in the community inspiring each other, learning from each other, and not allowing each other to make any excuses to chase our dreams. I swear I read those reviews and it fuels me to my core, makes me cry for great reasons, so I so look forward to reading those reviews. As always, sisters, don't forget to give, serve, live, and love. Have a mother hustling day.